Hi everyone, it's Marilyn Aloria and welcome to Who Can It Be Now? Today we're going to be talking about ego and time. And they don't necessarily go together, but they're two stories I want to tell. And uh, I love telling stories. I love them. So for those of you that are new to me or just joining me at this particular podcast time, I don't always do this, but I'm going to do it today just because I'm warming up with my guides, deciding what I'm going to say, when I'm going to say it, how I'm going to say it. So they're just getting me ready. I am a psychic medium teacher and coach, and I teach people pretty much, I'd say, internationally around the world, um, more so domestically in Canada right now, but it has been international for quite some time. How to communicate with their guides could be your higher self. Basically, it's getting in touch with your intuition, your higher wisdom, your higher self, and living a life from your heart and soul, making very powerful decisions without um, needing somebody else to tell you which way to go, what to do, where to go. I believe in mentorship. I believe in teachers. I believe in therapists. But I also believe in picking someone that you can have an empowering uh, relationship with, it's a really great relationship with. So... This week, I'm recording this on November 9th, 2023, and I'm going to tell you why I do timestamps in this particular podcast, because we just taught time in Next Level Living this month in November. I just taught it yesterday, and uh, I finally explained the timestamp thing because I've never explained it, um, and I thought, oh, I'll do a podcast about that too and explain the, the timestamp. So I tend to scratch my nose. I tend to stick my fingers in my ears. I talk about that too in the podcast. When I stick my finger in my ear, I'm actually listening to my guide. I am not picking my ear. When I scratch my nose, I don't know. It might be a bewitch tap at the thing. Maybe one day I want to wrinkle and have stuff, but it's just something I always do. I did it as a kid a lot, scratch my nose. And in Brooklyn, they said, if you scratched your nose, you were going to get into a fight. And when I was a teenager, I got into a lot of fights. So there you have it. I, I do not do that now. Um, so last month in October, I was doing a retreat and uh, teaching at a retreat. And it was really an incredibly magical experience. And we actually bended time. We didn't do it on purpose. There were three of us teaching, um, myself, Anna-Marie Vasquez, and Stephen Farmer. And we worked so hard on the syllabus to give each other, you know, the right amount of time. There was no ego between the three of us. Matter of fact, everybody there was uh, commenting how there was no ego between the three of us, which is really nice, which is maybe why I'm doing ego and time, why I'm talking about this. Um, and we, but we worked really hard on the syllabus because we really wanted to bring, we all teach different things and some, some of the similar things too. And we really wanted to be a, bring a very multidimensional experience to the participants. So we were very specific about the syllabus and, um, well, at least Anna Marie and I were, and we told Stephen where to be and when to be there. And then Stephen would turn around to me at the, at the retreat and be like, I need more time. Like, you can't have it. Sorry. You can't have it. You're, you're not cutting into my time. And, um, Eventually, like we'd all be up there doing our thing and timing ourselves. And we bent time. We would be like, wait, we have like 10 minutes left. Great. And it wasn't that we didn't plan it well. It was like all of a sudden the clock just slowed down for us. It was just really magical. People are still, I, it, we're still catching up a lot of us because it was such an incredibly impactful experience on so many levels that, um, that you, we just like, you know, I'm still like sleeping a lot, <laughs> to be honest with you, but I'm also going through a lot of trans changes in my own life and transformation. So I have a jacket on because I've already recorded a couple of podcast intros with the same shirt. So I figured, let me put a jacket on. Okay. Why am I talking about ego and time? Um, because there's a lot of ego in spiritual studies and I don't understand it. 
So my ego gets sparked sometimes when there's a lot of ego out there. And it really kind of pisses me off, to be honest with you. I don't really get it. And recently, um, I was communicating with somebody. They reached out to me about Next Level Living, which I said is my signature course. You can find out about it at marijuanalawyer.com forward slash next. And the person seemed like a really great candidate for it. They were like, I'm really interested in hearing about it. I want to book a call. And they filled out an application, but they didn't book a call. But I also didn't have calls on my calendar. And um, so if you go to marilynalaurie.com forward slash next, you can find out how to book a call and find out, you know, talk about the program. Um, but so I reached out to her through video and um, was like talking to her and explaining, you know, answering the thing. And I was like, if you want to book a call, there's calls there now. And she was like, yeah, I really do. And this is really interesting and blah, blah, blah. And so I sent her this thing that I do an, an overview. This person may be listening to my podcast. They may not listen to it anymore. Um, they may have a different, they may never want to listen to me again after the story, but this is my experience of it. So sorry, I am anything but dishonest. I'm extremely honest, but I will also share before I finish the story and continue on with the story that this is my perspective, right? This is my experience of it. So um, anyway, so I sent the thing over to her and I got an email back about how great she was and she didn't need any help. And she's been doing, she's known what she's wanted to do since she was very young. I'm not going to give too many specifics away. Not that anybody would know listening to this and that, um, that, they, that she's just in an incredibly phenomenal place and doesn't need anything and knows exactly what she's doing and is having all those incredibly downloads and waking it up and waking up in the middle of the night and la, 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 la. And I'm like, okay, great. Good for you. I didn't ask. And my whole response was, oh my goodness, I better listen to that overview because everything you just described is everybody in next level living. Everybody is channeling, people are channeling, not everybody because it's a different, it's a group made up of, of professionals, right? Um, you know, we have all different people from all different walks of life in that program. And some are writing books, some are channeling, some are healing, some are doing therapy, you know, they're therapists, scientists, vets, you know, we, we all, some are um, just living their lives, you know, that's all they want to do right now, write a book and they're writing a second book and things like that. So we have people from all walks of lives. And I was like, wow, I better listen to that thing because um, you're actually, everything you described is who's in next level living. And, and I just responded and I said, you know, I can't remember what I did, but my ego got knocked up against a little bit. I was like, wow, first of all, somebody who's doing really well, like I'm doing really well. I don't need to really tell you how well I'm doing and how I've gotten it all together. First of all, I wouldn't tell you that because I'm in a spiritual experience constantly. Um, it's a beautiful experience and I'll explain how I go through the experience now, but life is life, right? So yeah, I channel, I, I don't feel the need that I have to like go and write an email about how great I'm doing after I asked about a program. And it really just felt weird. It was a weird kind of thing. And I've noticed this sometimes with certain people in this space, how they have to like own their space in it. There's enough to go around. There's more than enough to go around. I understand if you're acknowledging yourself, there's a difference between acknowledging yourself and overcompensating or sharing. Like um, when we were at the retreat, if anybody asked me about my readings, I'm like, I know I'm friggin' amazing at readings. It's not really an ego statement. People may receive it as an ego statement. That's okay. There's nothing I can do. Just like my perception of this email may be different from the person who actually wrote it. But it's more of, I just, I have ownership over it. I know I'm an incredible teacher. I know I'm an incredible gatherer of people. But it's not from a place of, look at me, look at how incredible I am. I also celebrate everybody else who can do that. 
right? I don't really, it's not just me. I had a real difficult time going to segue here when I was really out in the psychic rooms and the mediumship rooms and really being pitched for my own TV show and things like that. And it was like, well, this one's a psychic to the stars. Who's, who are your Hollywood celebrities? I'm like, I don't really kiss and tell because I'm doing readings for people and it's private. So I can't tell you who I'm reading for. I'm not going to sit there and go, I read that, da, 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 da. And I just, I hated that psychic to the stars. I friggin' hated it. I would be like, well, I'm, I'm a psychic to the woman in Kenosha, Wisconsin, who has three kids. That makes me just as important as you. Um, so I don't like that kind of stuff. I see it a lot. Like, I, I just, I don't like it. And I don't understand it. I really don't. And yeah, you could say, well, Marilyn, that's your, your ego or competition or whatever is getting brushed up against. I don't really compete. I kind of remove myself from the competition. Um, I compete with myself. I'll compete on the tennis court a bit, but never to hurt another person. Some people may differ in opinion about me on the tennis court with that. I'm intense, but I never put someone down. Um, and that's it. That's what I would say. So there's enough to go around. Like I never understood it. I was like, these mediums would be like, you, you know, this is what I do. And I'm like, so what? So does your mother, Sally. And so does Fred down the block can do it. And, and Frankie at the grocery store can do it. And, and Sally Joe, who I don't know who Sally Joe is. One day I'm going to meet Sally Joe. She does it too. So when I got this email, it was like very much like, first of all, if you're doing so well, I don't, first of all, we all have, we're all in life. So I don't know that you, why you need to express that in the way that you expressed it to me. And I, I wouldn't read the email to you because it was a private email, but I wish I could, because I think you would hear what I was saying. And why am I bringing this up? Because it's a soapbox of mine. It gets on my nerves. And I left a message for a really good friend of mine. And I shared the story with her. It wasn't even about this. We were talking about something else. And I shared the story and she's, and I didn't say anything. I didn't give my opinion. I said, you know, it's kind of like, and she she sent me another message. She's like, that shit really bothers me. I can't stand that. And I was like, yeah, we're, we're kind of from the same cloth, her and I, we agree. Um, I just don't get it, right? And, there, and, and I think what I want to say to all of you is there's enough to go around. You don't have to vie for your space. You are your space. I don't even know if that's the right word, but who cares? You you don't have to tell people about your space or how, you know, th that like this is what you do. Yes, own what you do. Definitely own what you do. I own what I do. So at the retreat, um, Stephen was, Farmer was talking about his uh, offer. We all were sharing our offers, right? And Anna Maria and I had group offers and Stephen has one-on-one. -on -one. He goes, I don't have a group offer like Marilyn and Anna Maria, but I do have a mentorship program and I'm really good at it. And I, I touched him on the arm and I think he thought I was going to yell at him or something because <laughs> Stephen doesn't know what to do with me, even though we, we became really good friends on this retreat. We had a great time together. Um, I was like, yeah, he's really good. That's why I touched on his arm because it didn't matter. Didn't he have a group program? And that's the way I would like, that's the way everybody in next level living is with each other. We aren't like, look at me, ego, ego, ego. I won't allow that into my programs because I don't want it. And I don't even have to say anything about it because nobody has it. We all own our gifts. We all own how good we are in our gifts. I don't teach from a place of look at me. I teach from this is me, this is where I'm at. And then when somebody shares their point of view, I acknowledge it, I respect it, even if I don't agree with it. You know, like I talk about astrology, I don't agree with astrology, right? It's not for me, but I have respect for astrologers. Unless you're telling me like when I talk to an astrologer and he's like, 
you know, you got to live in this location that's fucking super hot and I can't stand the heat. I'm like, you're out of your mind. That's why I don't listen to astrology. Don't tell me. I believe in free will to the utmost. I believe in free will. But I had astrologers on and membership for your soul because we brought teachers in, right? I respected them. I interviewed them. I talked to them. I asked them my questions, like feng shui experts who believe like, you know, I've, I've shared this before. Like if your door is in the wrong way, you better move your fucking door. I'm like, you're out of your mind. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't do that kind of stuff, but I respect their work. I don't say you're at, like Stephen was doing a healing circle thing and it was a shamanic kind of practice. And I said, I can't participate. And he respected me. He was like, you sure? Why can't you? Know? I was like, I can't. My energy, I have, I'm so sensitive to energy and I, res but I respected him. And I actually asked him a question because I was noticing something happening with the, with the sensitives in the room. There was a lot of healing going on. I, I missed some of that healing circle of what went on, but it was really profound for a lot of people. And um, I asked him a question and he, the way he answered it would not be my answer. But I didn't say, oh, no, Stephen. I was like, oh, that's great. I wanted to know what your thoughts are about it. This is your expertise, not mine. And then it came around again to what I thought. And I shared what I thought. And I said, but you get to decide what's best for you. You want to be with teachers and coaches and mentors and therapists. I'm going to share something else. I didn't know I was going to do this. That's why I say they start me out who really empower you, right? And help you. So when I sit there and I say, I'm an incredible medium. I'm incredible at seeing people's soul expansion. I'm incredible at teaching and facilitating material, next level material. I'm incredible at gathering groups. I don't say it from a place of, and it's mine, all mine. I'm an actress, by the way. So I was an actress, so I can, I can exclaim in big ways sometimes. I don't do that. I do it. Hey, you want it to have it. It's yours. So make sure you're surrounded or in groups of people where they are sharing in that way too. Um, so I have a new therapist. I've shared about this again, November 9th, 2023. And we'll talk about timestamps in a minute. As we talk about time, I'm going to teach you a bit about time. And she was sharing something with me yesterday because I was um, sharing something that was going on in my life and she was seeing something I wasn't seeing. And I didn't say, no, you're wrong. I'm going to her for her to show me things that I can't see in myself. That's why I was trying to find a therapist because I was like, there's an issue here and I can't see it. And I got these guides. I got these incredible guides, but I need help. So she was sharing it with me and I loved how she shared it with me. This is like probably my seventh session with her. So I've really been sticking it out with her. I like her a lot. She's really good. And she was like, this is what I see it now, but this is how I see it. It wasn't like Marilyn, this is it. Like that one woman who told me to go fuck a Greek guy. You know, she was like, I think you go on the tennis court and you're really mean to everyone. I was like, whoa, that is not me. Don't tell me who I am invite me into a conversation. Now I challenge my, my uh, students, my clients, I challenge them. If I'm coaching you, I'm going to challenge you, but I don't, I hope that I don't. And I don't believe I do because it's not my intention. My intention is always leading with love, but I'll kick butt. I'll be like, ah, I'm hearing this. This is what I'm hearing. Tell me what, tell me what you feel. I always check in to see how they're feeling. How are you feeling about this? How do you feel what I said? I was just coaching someone this week with that. And I was challenging on certain things. And I said, so how do you feel about that? And she was like, oh, I agree with you. You know, and so my therapist was checking with me and I was like, no, I agree with you. I said, I, I can't see this, but that's why I'm here. I want to lean into, it. I want to look at it. I want to see. So you want to be with people that really, really empower you, see your gifts. So when we have had people in Next Level Living get up and talk about Next Level Living, I need to rewrite the product page. 
because it's become something else. They were talking about how I see and hear them. And they're right. There's space for all of us. So here's the other thing I'm going to say about spiritual people. It's not fucking unicorns and puppy dogs 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And if you want to pretend it is, go someplace else. Get out of my space. So I say it like that because I would really love to sit down with the Dalai Lama and um, Mother Teresa. Um, and it's 444 right now. Time. We'll talk about time. I I can whatever I've I haven't read a lot about them so I really can't speak to their to them. Somebody may write me and say, "Hey, I have read her her memoir and this is the truth that she said." But most spiritual people that I really look up to and acknowledge and um I don't look up to anybody actually. I only look up to my guides. Um and I don't want people looking up to me. So, um but if there's spiritual people that I really respect, let's say that respect, like respect enough to listen to. I never heard any of them say life doesn't throw them challenges. What I've heard them say is what I believe too, is that when I get a challenge, I have the tools and techniques to work with it. So it doesn't last long. I don't go down the rabbit hole spiraling out. I'm like, oof, that's something. And then I know exactly what to do to work through it. Um, that's to me, somebody who's really on the spiritual journey. Someone who's being honest about it. Now, again, this is my perspective. It is completely my perspective. And you can agree with it or disagree with it. And that's okay. So the person who wrote me this email may be like, uh-uh-uh, I'm great. And I know I said it like that. Like, I'm like, fuck you. Um, but if that's her experience, then that's her experience. But then we definitely aren't for each other. We aren't. Because my experience in life is that's not truthful. That's my experience, right? So I don't have everybody's experience. I don't have everybody's point of view. I don't have everybody's belief system. I am not the belief system holder. I'm the belief system holder for my own life. And so I get to choose what's good for me. And I get to choose what works for me and what I teach. And then somebody gets to decide if I'm right for them or not. And that's what they need to do. So as I like interview people to come into next level living, because it's not, you just can't join. You have to get on a call with me. I want to make sure it's the right thing for you. It's not a sales call. I'm not sitting there coercing you into buying something. I want to make sure that I can really help you and that you want to help yourself, right? Because I can tell you the work is there. You, you meet the work. You do the work. I'm going to meet you. You do the work. Your life is going to change. But if you don't do the work, your life isn't going to change. So I like to get on calls with people to just see where they're at and, um, and to make sure, you know, and I, what I ask people is like, what's your hesitation? What, what are you afraid of? What is, what is coming up for you? Let's talk through that. Cause you're going to be scared no matter what, but let's talk through the real things. But if somebody has ego, which hasn't really come on the calls, that would be a, a hard no for me right away because there's no space the only space that's in my programs is the space to honor yourself, respect yourself, acknowledge yourself, and acknowledge others. That's why when um, Bethany Frankel did, said this once, and I wish I could find it because she was like, she feels the same way I do. When people use namaste at the end of the emails, I literally want to put my fist through the email and punch the person in the face because it's usually coming off like, fuck you. I swear it's not a namaste. A lot of times when I've gotten into little tit for tat things and emails, which I don't do anymore, but I've gotten into that with people. 
and they would be like pissed off because I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't backing down and they'd be like, namaste. And I'd be like, come on, you don't really mean that. You're like telling me to fuck off right now. You're like, namaste, bitch. I like hate that. Or love and light. Love and light doesn't bother me as much. Love and light doesn't bother me as much. But namaste, ugh, can't stand it. Now I'm a yogi. I'd say namaste every time after I do my own practice to my wall when I'm in yoga. It's beautiful. But when you're tit for tatting and pissing, we're both pissing each other off and you're telling me namaste at your end of your email. Yeah, that's what I feel about namaste. Okay, so there's no place for ego in this work. None, none. Let me just move my camera. Okay, let's talk about time real quick. Time. Time is this really interesting thing. So I taught this class about time. And I can't recall it now because when I teach, like I said, it comes through me. But I ask them and I'll ask you these questions. Um, what is time to you? So I started out with, I believe, like, what is time? I gave them a definition of time. Einstein's feeling about time. Time and space, Einstein believed wasn't separate. Um, I can't remember how they described the four dimensions. The three dimensions was space, I think. And the fourth dimension was time. I, the, the, like they were just talking about the four sides or something. Um, I just butchered that. So go Google it. And somebody will be like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. And I'm going to say, you're damn right. I don't know what I'm talking about. I had to read the, had to read the description because I was like, wow, that's really cool, but it's not my area of expertise. And of course that's the one day the scientist didn't come on until later. Cause I would have just asked her, um, Adina, she's amazing. I did an interview with her. So Time to me is fascinating. So I want you to think about these questions because I asked them like, what is time to you? And they all told me what time was. And then I said, uh, what is bending time to you? What is collapsing time? And then I was like, what is your relationship to time? And then I had them create time as a guide, a literal guide. And I took them through this experience with time that it was so fascinating to watch them go full circle. Like some of them, and we all struggle with time, right? Sometimes we feel overwhelmed. We don't have enough time. There's too much on our plate. So we get into this battle with time. And I think people do this with money too. I know people do this with money. So, so I'll probably do uh, uh, one next year. We've already visited the quantum field of abundance, but I think I'm going to do an exact money one. That's what I'm feeling called to do. Because when they did the guide as time and they took them out to a dimension where time didn't exist, into into like different things and I, like i said i can't recall it all they had this full-on experience where all of a sudden time wasn't overwhelming time was on their side time was in relationship with them time was a guide that could tell them what to do you can do this too so ask yourself what your relationship with time is because i hear this a lot with people i don't have enough time i can't start tomorrow yet because i don't have time i don't have time i don't have time and then what really gets done nothing because a lot of time you're worrying about the time you don't have. So you lose time. And it was really fascinating to me at this retreat to see like, oh my goodness, I have enough time. I have more than enough time. Everything's fine. And it was beautiful. And when I'm channeling, like time doesn't exist. So I want you to play with the concept of what is time to you. And is time really at odds with you, are you just at odds or used to in habit of feeling overwhelmed, addicted to the feeling of overwhelm, and distracting yourself from starting something that you really meant to start to, to, to help your life, 
And you're not because you're saying you don't have enough time. But that's not really the reason. The reason is, is that you don't believe in yourself or you don't think you're going to see yourself, see it through, or you're afraid you're not going to get the return on your investment in it or your investment in time. And it is not going to shift your life or you've done this, that and already and nothing has changed or whatever the story is, which I'm going to tell you is all mindset. It's mindset. Because when you start really recognizing that taking all these different courses, you are in a different place, unless you didn't do the courses, you bought them and they just sell, sat in your computer. But there's no way you just, just investing in yourself, choosing to invest in yourself creates a rippling effect of change. It just does. The first time that I remember invested in a program, because I've always invested in therapy. So I always invested in that, I invested in acting classes. I invested a lot in my acting career in dream classes, in um, workshops and different things around therapy things, group therapy and stuff. And then when I started investing in my business and the first thing that I bought was over $2,000, which was a big investment in my business at the time, my whole business opened up. Everything changed. It grew. I became international then. I got all these opportunities because I said yes to myself. So ask yourself, what's the excuse you're giving with time? So now I'm going to tell you about my timestamp. So the reason why I timestamp things constantly, and I didn't even realize why I did this fully until I explained it on the time thing, because I did it during the class I was teaching in Ethics of a Living. So a lot of what I do is evergreen, right? So if you're listening to this podcast, I'm recording this podcast November 9th, 2023 at 4.53 PM. You may be listening to it 2025. I don't know when you're going to listen to it. You might be listening to it. It's not going to come out probably until January of 2024. So I make sure I timestamp things, especially if I'm sharing something about my life that's personal to my life, because I'm so sensitive to energy, super sensitive to energy. So if I'm telling you a story about what's going on in my life, that's a difficulty. I timestamp it because if you're listening to it in the future and I don't timestamp it, for me, it still exists. And so I want there to be brackets. I want there to be an end to that story to that pain, to that difficulty. So I put an end and a bracket to it. I take, you know, you can't take control, but I take control of it in a way. So if I'm telling you about my dog that I lost, right? My beloved dog that became a big, you know, I shared a couple of podcasts about that and how, how difficult that was. I believe when I shared that, I shared the dates around it because I did not want that pain to continue to exist out in the ethers, out in the energetic field. So when somebody listened to it and they heard me put a timestamp on it, it became a story that ended. It ended in time. So this might feel like a lot of manipulation. It's not for me. I, I realized like I've always known I'm super sensitive to energy, super sensitive. I was just talking to somebody else about this, this beautiful woman, Shantini, who I'm going to be interviewing. She has a book coming out in June about manifestation. I hope I can say that. I got to ask her if I can say that. Okay, we may have to cut this. So I'll let you know. <laughs> you won't hear this part if I cut it. Anyway, because I, I don't know if that's announced. Um, so I'll find out. Anyway, with that said, we've been talking about sensitivities. And, um, and I was sharing about how sensitive I am and how I've learned how to, and she was sharing some about herself too. And I'm sure she's going to be fine with this. I'll check with her. And um, I said that I've learned how to take care of myself a long time ago around my sensitivities. I knew I couldn't go into crowds. I knew I couldn't go to concerts. I knew I couldn't 
um, be in certain situations. Or if I was in a situation and people were like smoking a lot of pot, I don't have anything against people smoking pot. It's fine. I don't care what people do. But there was a time for me that I couldn't be around it because I had such a drug background and I was around a lot of drugs when I was growing up that it still was so raw for me to be around drugs. So if somebody was like smoking pot, I'd be like, I got to get out of here. I can't be around this. It's a little different for me now because it just doesn't bother me. I don't care about it. Um, so I always known my sensitivities and I've always respected them and responded to them and took care of myself. Not always. I learned how to. So I just really know how to take care of myself. And I know that I'm very sensitive to energy. I'm very sensitive to words. Um, when I'm leaving like Voxer is an audio program. And when I leave Voxers for people, I separate the messages because if I'm talking about my business and then I'm going to go into something else about my life. And if it's like, I'm going to ask a question about a difficulty I'm having or something, I like them separate. It's really me. And I don't know how to explain it. It's how I work and I honor my instrument. So timestamping helps me to know this is ending. This story is ending. It's not staying with me. I've seen people do this a lot lately and I've been, it's been very aware of it. I started becoming extremely aware of it at the retreat. And then I've noticed it even in clients and stuff where people, and, and I've actually noticed it before the retreat where people go into stories and stay in the story and I can't get them out of the story. And if I say to them, not everybody, if I say to them, I give them advice or I give them something or an earmark that could take a shift the story. They're, addicted to the story. They want to just keep telling the story. They don't want to change. They don't want the healing. They don't want the solution. Notice if you do that, you don't want to do that. So how does all of this relate? Well, I don't know that it does. I think what I'm sharing is this is my instrument and what I teach in my programs is know your instrument. So I respect myself so much that I know I don't like ego. I don't like fluff. It doesn't work for me. I don't like when someone comes to me and tells me how wonderful they are. First of all, I don't need to know. I'm just going to see it. Second of all, everybody could use guidance, even me. Um, I don't ask for unsolicited guidance. I know who to go to for it. And I know how I am with time and stories. So that is my story about ego and time. And that's what I wanted to share with you. I wanted to see if there's anything else. I don't think so. So I think what I would ask you to do is get to know time as a guide. Don't make it an enemy. Don't make it an excuse. Really be honest with yourself as to if you're using it as an excuse. If you're saying you don't have enough time, really look at your calendar. A lot of times when people tell me they don't have enough time, I'm like, do you record everything you do in your day? No. Can you record everything you do in your day? Because you're going to see space in your day that you're wasting time. And you don't need to do those things. And you can take that time back. So do that for yourself. If you feel like you don't have enough time, record everything that you do in a day and notice where you're wasting time. And take that time back and give it back to yourself. And most importantly, make a decision to change. Make a decision to change, change and do things that really support your soul and find people that support you, find people that celebrate you, cheerlead you, but also tell you when 
you're not seeing something that might help you and guide you, but know how to tell you that in a way that's very supportive and loving and empowering. And that is it. This is a short podcast. Part of it said I'm hungry and I just realized it. So uh, thank you so much. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, share. I really, really am going to ask you to share these podcasts because I really enjoy doing them and I want to continue to do them. And I want you to help me to continue to do them. So if you share it and share this, an episode you love, then it helps me. So thank you so much. Have a great day or night whenever you're listening to this. And I, I'm sure I'll get some unsubscribed people, but that's okay. And I'll get some more subscriptions. I'll get a ton more subscriptions. I remember I, I'll tell this last story. Uh, I was going to this vet and I was bookkeeping at the time and I was struggling. I was, I was having problems with my dog was um, sick. And so he was really good. I was going through a lot at the same time. I've shared this story before. It was like my dog was sick. Um, I was having health problems. There was just a lot going on. It was really one of the most difficult times. It was a very difficult time. And uh, I was talking to him and I was like, oh, I just lost a bookkeeping client. And he was like, every time I lose a client, five more come in. I love that. Love that. And he was right. And that's what he did. And he lived a very abundant um, experience because of that. So oh, more subscriptions, more shares. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, have a great day or night when you're listening to this and I'll see you soon. Bye.